as the late great Socrates himself, and I quote, once said, nothing makes sense and we've lost it. You know what? You caught me. It wasn't Socrates who said this quote. It's me, Taylor. On cancel me, baby. And you know what? I'm saying it. And you bet your ass you're going to see this quote in textbooks years to come. If this godforsaken asteroid doesn't do us the favor of coming to be on our bullseye target on our backs, because nothing makes sense. And truly, we've lost it. So, Let's commiserate together. Yeah, so much for a new year, fresh beginnings. It's showing us, okay? And I have a list. I mean, besides the obvious of how nothing makes sense anymore and we're actually in a simulation, I have a little breakdown today. And you know what? If you want to get specific here, I have four prime examples. We're going to really do a deep dive into this shit. So without further ado, you know how I roll. We don't have time to kill. Like, do we look like Charles Manson? I don't think so. So number one, I'm going to start with a couple of funny stories about how yesterday, Tuesday, January 11th, which obviously like if you're a spiritual person, like if you're a witch, like I am, it's supposed to be a day of manifesting one, 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 get it. Yeah. Try to keep up you mathematicians. I know. And one, one, one decided to cock block me seven ways from Sunday. Okay. And it brought me to thinking here's number one of why nothing makes sense. And we've lost it because it's a new year and people are still on their bullshit. Okay. So number one with people being on their bullshit, I'm just going to, again, tell you some personal examples of trying to well, and I don't know why, like, I don't know what Emily Rose devil possessed me to try to engage with the inner working of Hollywood again, but nevertheless, she persisted. I was like, you know, again, new year, let's get these people on cancel me baby and hash it out. And the thing, you know, like the old saying goes again, that I just made up how in Hollywood, nobody can just say it straight. They beat around the bush and they are the passive aggressive Kings and Queens of the world. Like they can never just give you a straight answer. So here's number one of people still being on their bullshit. So I requested to do interviews for the show um, for a, a junket, which you guys have seen me do junkets before. It'll be like kind of the awkward digital zoom setup of me or the host or whoever talking to said celebrity. So put a request in for a junket for a new kind of like up and coming, coming of age story show. Okay. So here's what I mean. Like instead, instead of just being like, you know what, Taylor, they don't want to talk to your ass because they are shaking. They are shaking in their Birkenstocks. They're not going to talk to you. Okay. What do I get? It's like the day before it's an hour. It's a millisecond before the junket. And I get an email and it's like, Taylor, unfortunately we just learned from a message in a bottle that sailed the ocean blue. Okay. That our time with the talent got cut down for tomorrow. And so they can't talk to you on your show. And by the way, this isn't meant to be a bitch fest. It's just funny because like, fuck us for trying right again, like themes. And I just think it's hilarious because it's like, lady, you could have just said again, do you think I have been doing this for almost a decade? Do you think 
I was born five minutes ago. Like, oh, lucky for you, literally lucky for you. I came out of the birthing canal this morning. Like there's the placenta. Like, no, I know how this game rolls. Okay. Number one of getting cock block yesterday. The second one, again, because I'm just a masochist, I reached out to, I don't even know if you guys would recognize this person, but I wanted to talk to them because they talk about a, they're a Hollywood executive. You would know their projects. Okay. And they talk about a lot of the things that I talk about on this show, how people in Hollywood are afraid to speak up and how they're all, you know, at the mercy of the woke police, et cetera. Now, now let me get, let, like, let me pull up my shirt because my bra is literally doing a backflip. Let me reiterate, and I'm not trying to be shady, but if this person was sitting on your forehead, like literally if they were teabagging you, you probably wouldn't even know who they were. Okay. Like you would think, you would think that I was requesting Julia Fox and Kanye West unborn child that somehow Antonio Brown was going to deliver. Like, honestly, that's what you would think that I was trying to get access of, but no. Okay. So what do I get? you're going to die. I get a response and they're just like, he's unavailable. He's unavailable. He's on production. Fair enough. I've been on movie sets. I get that it's a clusterfuck and that you literally are, you cannot be anywhere. You are nowhere to be seen. Okay. I understand that. However, this is where it gets better. The agent's like, let me loop in the publicist because I, I think that they're booked, but let me just double check. Okay. The publicist chimes in ever so eloquently and goes true, not avail. That's it. It's like, okay, okay. I'm a tough bitch. I can take a blunt email. Like I'm no pussy, but this is where it gets better. I said, that sucks. Even for 10, 15 minutes. Again, this person makes shows making fun of woke narratives, all this like kudos, right? By the way, right. Having the balls to speak up about this in Hollywood. Do you know what they No, You're not going to believe it. You are not going to believe like This person might as well be the aforementioned asteroid personified because she responds to me and goes, not available. I said, when are they available next? She writes me back the fall period, the fall. It is the second week of January. What? I'm sorry. What is this person doing? Like what the fall, the fall Are, are they tied up? Are they, are they building a house from scratch? Are they making a man-made lake? Like, what is this person doing? And what would pull them out of this scenario? Like, I really want to know, like, if the asteroid was coming, would the production be so important that they are like, no, we are on set until the director yells, cut, the asteroid can eat my dick. Like, honestly, what would it take for this person to get off of set for 10 to 15 minutes? Because until the fall, like I am dying I am dying to know. Like, literally, I feel like I'm like, is this person like old McDonald had a farm? Like, are they harvesting now for the fall? Like, I thought that they were a TV executive, but I had no idea that they were the agricultural icon of our time. I'm going down a really long path with this metaphor, but you get it. Like, what could possibly tie up a person from the fucking second week of January until fall? Okay, next question. And you're going to want to stick around for this or next example. You're going to want to stick around for this. Okay. Because we're going to tie it back to this because this shit, speaking of Hollywood execs, like these people don't even know 
has a twist ending that I'm going to tie it all with in the end that you will not see coming. But who, what entity cock blocked me yesterday? Not publicist number one, not publicist of Ronald McDonald number two or old McDonald had a farm. Okay. His spokesperson, the entity, you may have heard of it called indeed. I spent yesterday slaving away Okay. For, I don't know, an hour and a half, putting my blood, sweat, tears, soul, heart, existence into a job posting, because I'm looking for an intern for the love of God, like S O S no, but really, if you guys know anyone, tell them the good word. So I put this like brilliant post together and I'm like, this is so nice. And you know me, like I have my little witty attitude in it. So I say in it, like interns, Lucky for you, college students, this is the internship opportunity of your lives. And I describe it. I describe the requirements. I give some examples of my content, et cetera, because, you know, like your girl's one person, she hustles and she grinds, you know, like Constance Wu and JLo's love childs. But, you know, she could use a little hand. Like there's only so much that one person could do. Like, whoa, is me, right? So anyway, I'm all excited. I'm like, okay, I made this post. Like help is on the way, dear. Help is on the way. Like Mrs. Doubtfire and her accent and everything. So it's like, we're going to post your thing in two to three hours. You'll get notified by us. Okay. What do I get? Not a celebratory email that my job listing is out there to hopeful aspirational college kids and the masses to get their hands-on production experience. No, I get an email from Indeed literally ripping me 10 new assholes and saying your post goes against our community guidelines, like some shit that Mark Zuckerberg blurred out like word vomited in his sleep when he was not having a wet dream. And it says you are forbidden forever. Like we are revoking your rights to ever post a job listing ever again. And I am like flustered. I almost want to cry. I'm like, okay, I knew Twitter was one thing. I knew Twitter, like the torture chamber of our nightmares. And like I said, Facebook, Instagram, eh. like I knew all of this was like, so again, the theme of everyone, like being everyone and everything being on their bullshit, but indeed. So I'm like, hold my earrings because, and indeed it's gonna. So then I'm like speculating. I'm like, is it because I put it in Instagram clip of me making fun of like men posing on the cover of Playboy, like, and they think it's insensitive, like what's going on? But I just cannot believe I just got censored by fucking Indeed, okay? So this was my day yesterday. So topic number one, again, it's gonna all lead to the Indeed in the end because you're gonna like pee. It's not what you're thinking of where this journey is going. So number two of what is on their bullshit and why we're all losing it and why nothing makes sense, Hollywood, yes, again. And again, this isn't mean to, like this doesn't, it's not supposed to be like a bitch fest, but you know what? There's humor in the misery. And the good thing about the show, even like dealing with my frustrations with Hollywood or these publicists, like I used to, as an independent journalist, suffer in silence. And guess what, bitch? Now you can all commiserate and suffer with me. So it turns out I'm not alone in the journey. Like, you know, yay, rah, rah, ring around the rosy. So Hollywood on their bullshit. Now we know Hollywood is on their bullshit. 
because the Golden Globes took place over the weekend, literally speaking of Charles Manson, like in his basement and like Dungeon of Doom. That's where they were. No celebrities, no red carpet, no press, no nothing. I don't even know if there was a tuna appetizer. I don't even know if there was one flute of champagne. I don't know if they are celebrating and cheering. I think that allegedly who was invited to the shenanigan were members of the HFPA, the Hollywood foreign press. They're the ones who throw this, right? So I actually got an email because I've covered the globes many times and I've said, you know, highlight of my career. Oh my gosh. My bra is on one today. Talk about people on their bullshit. Like learn your lesson, bitch. Stay in your lane to my bra. My God, like stop trying to outshine me right now and outdo me. So love the golden globes you know, had a good time at them, you know, no qualms with that, my experience there. This is what I get. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm back to the bra. Cause it is just doing, you know, I unbuttoned it to show a little cleavage because I can read the room and give the people what they want, but now it is biting me in the ass. And it's like, yeah, karma's a bitch and we're going to outshine you. So too bad, bitch. So Okay. So the golden globes, I got an email about this, how they weren't doing any press, like no carpet, no nothing, like pretty much. Do you remember in elementary school when it was Valentine's day and you made those really cool, like shoe box mailbox is, and you would get like a special theme, like power ranger or like Mickey mouse, like the cool Valentine's and you would all pass them around in class. Like that was more eventful and like something to remember. Okay. Then this event, no slubs. Like I said, just members of the press or the HFPA, like in a room, you know, staring at each other, announcing winners of who weren't there. Okay. So what a joke, right? But here's my thing with it and why it's just so silly and why I think it points out Hollywood, again, being on its bullshit because this was the event. Don't forget, number one, just in general, where celebrities would go in gowns to award and applaud each other, very glitzy, glamorous, like, you know, larger than life, you know, floss each other's assholes, like the whole thing. Okay. But it's also the event. Don't forget because they like to forget is where they did the parade of black dresses for me too in times up. Yeah. It happened at the golden globes. So needless to say, this is yet again, a perfect example of Hollywood amnesia. Yeah. Acquainted with it. Okay. I don't know if it's our friend. It's amusing. But it's like, are you people okay? Because this is an event that was the time of their lives. They made a big statement about it. Clearly, like it was important to them. It was something symbolic and significant to them, especially with the Me Too and Time's Up. They were going to do the black dresses in it. So obviously this was a steamed event. They really cared about, gave their acceptance speeches, like the whole brouhaha. But because of their amnesia, don't forget the reason that this all happened. I'm not going to get into the weeds. I was going to say into the woods, which like probably the guy I was trying to interview on my show is somewhere in the woods. Like they can't find him because he's not coming out until the fall apparently. But the HFPA got a lot of shit because people found out that there weren't enough people of color in their organization who were voting, you know, and not enough people of color winning, et cetera. And if you remember, I talked about this when it was all going down, but like People were pressuring them like this deadline, you have to appoint this number of people, this deadline, this. And basically the organizations like NBC who airs the show, they're like, you didn't meet our standards in time because you are not a wizard. And so you ain't having a show, bitch. So there was like no stream, no nothing. But it was like such a sad Twitter affair because they're on Twitter being like, Andrew Garfield won for this. And it's like, 
is anyone listening? Like, is anyone there? Very sad. But what makes it even like more sad is the fact that these celebrities almost like pretend to care. And that's my point with the amnesia. It's like, you guys were literally bouncing on a trampoline in your Versace to get to this event at any chance that you could. And now suddenly, because everyone's boycotting it, it's like the cool thing for you to do. Like you suddenly care and are you're hopping on this bandwagon. Like when, which I'm about to point out, there are a lot of people in Hollywood and I've speculated about this. And I've said this, you know, since the beginning of time, AKA like a year ago, who people in Hollywood who aren't into and aren't buying and if anything, resent all this woke shit, but they're too paranoid to say anything. Okay. Because Hollywood is like the mean girl click in your high school that would make you want to go home, dye your hair blue and never come out of your room and literally listen to screamo until the end of time. Like this is who we are dealing with. So it's no wonder everybody is like, yeah, boycott out of nowhere. Like, honestly, if everybody told you guys to do a triple trapeze act backflip off of the Golden Skate Bridge, would you, would you like, if it would look good for publicity and your career, even though you'd be dead, like, honestly, probably. Okay. So Hollywood amnesia, this gets me. And also like, I've said this, but let's not ignore the fact. And it's crazy to me because now mainstream outlets, even I saw it in women's wear daily. Okay. They are even starting to point out the fact that people do not care. Celebrities are out of touch. The pandemic has made us fucking exhausted. We're worn out. Hence like the theme of this episode, we're tired. And so save it, Sally's. We don't want to see it. Right. So even I saw a quote in there and it was like, will anyone be watching? You know, when it talks about Oscars and all this, look, even my notes are soaring into the distance. They're like, I want no fucking part of this. Okay. So then I posted about this on my Instagram, but there was an excellent piece called Hollywood's new rules in Barry Weiss's Substack called so appropriately and what we need and why we wouldn't be as batshit crazy. Hence this episode, it's called common sense. The point is in the, in the, uh, piece, they interview a plethora of people behind the scenes, screenwriters, showrunners, et cetera. Essentially the takeaway is that this whole like woke brigade is something that is what's what scares me about it is that it's essentially swapping one exclusive group in Hollywood, say like the white men's club who ran the show for now another exclusive group, which like how, cause again, like we have to go so extreme. Otherwise like our chill, like it just knows no bounds, but how does that get to a happy medium that we want? And how people are so like on one end of it, they think it's like they're showed private emails and they're savage of people being like, I hate this shit. I wish it wasn't this way. Cause they talk about how a lot of the times projects and networks, they literally won't even entertain your ass. They'll be like, you have to check every single box. Like I've talked about this before with the quotas, but like even being a woman, isn't enough. You have to be like a woman of this color and this background and this amount of limbs. And like, honestly, if you even have one straight hair, that is the wrong way. Absolutely not. Like they have all these criteria now and it's excluding like funny enough, you know, another group of people, namely white people and white men. Right. And I get it. It's like the counterculture of things swinging the other way, but it brings up a lot of questions. And I've said this too. It's like, are, is any, is 
it always about talent anymore. Right. And it's also become this thing of like, and I've heard this from people in the industry behind the scenes being like, you know, I'm this minority, I'm that minority and it's not enough. So do I have to like fake being trans today? Do I have to fake this? Like, do I have to masquerade as that? Because honestly, I'm at a loss and I'm trying to get my shit made. Like it is you know, and you have the added layer of people who are now like the cool kids club, almost like I've heard stories and it talks about it in the piece, like rubbing it in the faces of say like white men, like too bad, bitch. It's our turn. Take a seat. Yeah. Go enjoy flipping burgers at McDonald's like that idea, which it's like that animosity and all that. Right. So I just thought it was really fascinating because it's like, are you getting in your own way? And I always find it really fascinating because there are so many friends I have, not only in the business, but you guys who listen to my show, my content, who are part of minority groups, people of color, whatever it is. And you guys, like a lot of the times are like, I didn't ask. I'm sure there are people who ask, but there are a lot of the times when people are like, we didn't ask for this shit. Can you, can you stop? So it makes me think like, who is all this for and where is it all going? Right. So Hollywood being on it's bullshit. Um, another thing about like exclusive groups, I wanted to point this out because in my last couple episodes, I talked about how people have ball sacks to talk about how women are like at a disadvantage and you know, the whole idea, like as if we're still like oppressed in a way, which I hate that narrative. And this is again, where it's like, nothing makes sense. And here are some perfect examples of why that isn't true. Cause I always talk about this. So it's like, back it up, bitch, back it up like a U-Haul truck that women aren't. And okay. I will right now. Number one, Maya Angelou, first woman on a U.S. coin. Yeah. Did you know she's going to be on the quarter now? Amazing. How about this? How about this New York city council for the first time is actually majority women. Okay. So again, Quit trying to tell me that I need to be, you know, empowered and all this. I am empowered. Stop trying to put me down and hold me down. Okay. Again, hold my earrings. How about this one? Shonda Rhimes is the highest paid TV show runner, period. Not just women, like Ryan Murphy, who, yeah, enjoy your six mansions. But you know what? Shonda Rhimes has seven. So I just wanted to like sidebar that really quickly because again, it's like, the narratives that they're feeding you all day long, that women need to like rise above and all of this. And that like the patriarchy runs the show. Well, you know what, bitch, we might just be becoming the patriarchy. So knock it the F off. Okay. So some celebrities acting loony, <clears throat> just to give you a couple of examples of, again, like how, you know, it goes without saying that we are just like spinning around Mars and nothing makes sense. Like we have pandemic fatigue, nothing is just like going accordingly, things don't add up. And so we are just like brain fog to the max. So here are just some other examples of like celebs on their bullshit. Okay. So Antonio Brown decides to do a triathlon. I don't know if you guys saw this off the football field with no shirt in the middle, like what does this look like? Is this pride week in New York city? I don't think so, pal. Like, what are you doing? Okay. But funny enough, where is he with Kanye West and Kanye West's new girlfriend? Meanwhile, Kanye is like, I want came back. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And apparently Antonio Brown, which this guy shaded Tom Brady. So I will take it up with him separately, but also talked about how he wants to make music with Kanye West. So just do with that what you will. 
Okay, here's another example. Reese Witherspoon, I'm going to show you this tweet that she uh, tweeted, <laughs> tweet she tweeted, um, that is just will really blow your mind. She said, in the near future, every person will have a parallel digital identity. Avatar's crypto wallets, digital goods will be the norm. Are you planning for this? Someone, here are some of the responses, okay? I need to know if this is actually you tweeting or if you have someone that tweets for you. And then this hilarious man said, blink twice if you need help, Reese. Like, is she, what is actually going on? Like, who took over her book club? Did she have a lobotomy? Uh, I need answers. Also, perhaps one of my favorite examples, Andy Cohen fucking losing it on New Year's Eve on Bill de Blasio, the shitty New York City mayor. And this Andy Cohen is like drunk. He goes balls to the wall. He's like, sayonara. The one thing both sides can agree on is how much you blew dick during this pandemic. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Ta-ta, arrivederci. And my favorite part is like, he did this on broadcast TV, like cookie cutter, like New Year's rock and Eve kind of shit. And he still is not sorry. He's like, I don't regret a thing. You can take, like he went on Sirius XM and he's like, yeah, take it up with me. No regrets. So that's a vibe. Now here's one before I get into the finale of like, why just why is Whoopi Goldberg. And I think that this represents so much going on right now. Okay. So Whoopi Goldberg, and she's among many, even like friends I have, right. Who have experienced this. She got COVID and I know that COVID is like very, it's just taking over our lives. Like everyone has it. I know it's a fucking mess. Okay. And I'm not downplaying. I just want to say this and preface it. Like it's no joke. Okay. I want to just say this. I know that, but Whoopi Goldberg gets COVID and she proceeds to be like, she, you know, co-host of the view, which I need to do an episode on the view because that shit is so toxic. I actually had it in my uh, bookmarks, but it was so like toxic. And then I like associate toxic with Brittany and it's like, leave Brittany alone. So anyway, we're going to revisit the view one day, giving women a bad name, but whoopee. So she goes on to be like, <laughs> I got it. And she's this person like many who were not only had, you know, their shots, but were boosted and basically like lived in were actual bubble boy, like didn't even step a pinky toe outside of their home had a robot, get their groceries. Like, I'm just saying, she's like, literally haven't stepped foot out of my house, haven't had contact, you know, wear a mask, had all my shots, et cetera, and still got it. 95% of cases right now are Omicron, right? The shit is spreading. 75% of those people are vaxxed. So this is what makes me be like, what doesn't make, what isn't adding up to you? Okay. Whoopi Goldberg and many in her position proceed to say things like, make sure you wear a mask, you get your booster, you get trip, you get this, you do this, you do this, you don't go outside. And any, again, back to Barry Weiss, like common sense, any person with common sense would go, okay, well, maybe like, let's look at this for what it is, right? This is spread. It's not a breakout case. It's everybody, you know, vaccinated or not. Clearly, Something along the line, whether it be mass, vaccine boosted, like something wasn't as effective as they thought that it would be. I'm not saying anybody's lying. I'm not saying there's conspiracies. I'm just saying, and this is what I fought for the entire time on the show, which is like science. <laughs> what a buzzword, like who fucking knew, right? But science is changing every single minute of every single day. And now in our society, it's become this thing where it's like, no, it's a rule. It's set in stone. You can't question it. You can't even talk. This is it. And in fact, if you do, 
you are, you know, you're killing people. You're a bad person. There's a million people who have spoken out, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Kelly Dodd, who's on the housewives. And I talk about this with my guest, David Yontef, because he had her on her, his show. She talked about this and people really came after him for giving her a platform, right? It's going to come out probably this weekend. So bonus app, be ready for that. Get your panties ready. But my point is, when did it become this thing that it's like, and I get it. People are scared, but it's so wild to me because to bring it back to the Whoopi Goldbergs, it's like, no. And again, it's not even Whoopi Goldberg. It's like people I've seen like friends I have and people, um, you know, public figures and people in the government who, you know, double, triple and quadruple down instead of just going, you know what, maybe something, there was a missing like link in the chain. Maybe something wasn't as effective as we originally thought. And that's what makes me think like, again, we've lost it because it's like, again, quadrupling down, like, no, 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 go do this. But clearly is all that working? What? I'm sorry. Every time I blink, someone else has it. Like it's out of control. So some food for thought. It's like, you're holding on to what was, and I get it. Like we want hope. We want answers, but you know what? Maybe we don't have all the answers all the time. And that's going to get me to the end. Like maybe we don't always have all the answers and that's okay. But like holding on, it's like, do this and do this, even though I did all that. And now I'm stuck with this. It's like, glamorizing your ex-boyfriend who treated you like shit, who would invite you to the movies and then had your ass pay for the popcorn. It's like, no. And then you glamorize it and you're like, try to still make it work. But you know what? Bobby from Bethlehem wasn't that great after all. So like move on, stop trying to make it work with Bobby or think to yourself, you know what? Like instead of pining over him and he treated you like shit, be like, what didn't work in that relationship instead of still trying to make it work with Bobby? Do you know what I mean? will be Goldberg. Okay. So it's that idea where it's like, oh my God, nothing is really adding up common sense, making sense. Now, lastly, and this one breaks my heart about like, just why Bob Saget, it really makes me think, why do such good, pure uh, people like Bob Saget have to die and have to die young. And this is something I've talked about. And this is like kind of dark, but I've even talked about it with my mom being like, how come people like, it seems like bad people sometimes live on forever and ever. Right. And it's the idea, even the Billy Joel song, like only the good die young. Um, and it's just heartbreaking. And I think that it sheds so, I mean, you never, hear about somebody who was like, so pure, like that is what everyone's saying in the wake of his death is how he was like, truly the kindest. I've even been watching interview clips of him. And it's like, I want to cry because you get that, you know, when you can read a person's energy, he just seems like the sweetest kindest soul. And celebrities talk about like, they're like, we weren't worthy of him in Hollywood. He never put show business and ego before anything. He cared about us on a human, on a personal level. Our needs would help us like Pete Davidson. I know, but he talked about how when he had mental health struggles, Bob Saget would talk to his mom, all these things, right? Like just such a true gem. And I'm, I'm, I'm bummed. I never got to meet Bob Saget. I've met a lot of the full house cast, but I never met him, but it just really makes me think like, what, like how sad. And he, even the way that he, I'm going to get to this, but even the way that he left, it's like in this time of chaos and confusion, I feel like he left us with such a gift, which is like loving life. Okay. So like, despite all this, and this is something that I want to leave you guys with, but first I want to talk about something you wouldn't know about him probably because he's known as like the funny dad of full house, obviously is how like raunchy his comedy was. And this is something that I 
I talk about obviously on my show how stuff then wouldn't fly now, but I'm talking guys like the raunchiest shit. I was watching some of his stand up and he made one joke that was like, I got married, married my girlfriend of seven years. That's her age. I'm going to jail. <laughs> but I'm nuts over her. She's this tall. It's <laughs> my dad's joke. Just... I'm sorry you laughed at that. I've lost respect for you. I really have. If you guys have heard of the aristocrats, it's this iconic joke that's been passed down from comedians for like eons. And every comedian puts their spin on it, right? So the thing with the aristocrats is it'll be like the setup is you name like all of this like crazy, raunchy, obscure shit that this family is doing to impress a casting director. And the punchline is he says, what's the act or who are you or something? And they say the aristocrats, right? So his, I watch it. It's seven minutes long. Even Rolling Stone, they were like, this is the potentially like, the dirtiest joke of all time. It's seven minutes long. And this guy names like every, like I was even like gagging at one point. Like he, it is so raunchy. It is like the human centipedes babysitter. Okay. I'm not kidding. Like it is so hardcore. He talks about like diarrhea and anal this and like incest again, pedophilia, like all this like inappropriate shit. Right. And you wouldn't know it because he was like such a wholesome, clean cut guy on full house and everything. And I thought it was interesting in sidebar with the pedophilia. I have people, I see people having the audacity to point out, like there are things with Bob Saget pedophilia in the past, like really, really people again, like really, it goes into this thing of like, we've lost it, like stop it. But, um, it's funny because I just wanted to point this out because these are themes I talk about on the show all the time, but in 2018, now those jokes I'm talking about are from like the eighties. And in 2018, he even acknowledges in an interview, he's like, yeah, those would never fly today. Like it just wouldn't. And he talks about like censorship and free speech and how it was all about like pushing the envelope and how, unfortunately, you know, that stuff wouldn't fly today. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to that because I love how he like acknowledged it and all that. But what I was saying earlier about how he really left us with a gift, I think the thing that for me, at least that has us all so shaken up by it is how he clearly had such a lust um, for life and for what he was doing, especially in the end, like a love for not only the people around him and in Hollywood, but like his own daughter. I heard that he had texted her right before he went on his last show. Like it's showtime. Love you. You know, um, his wife, same thing. Like so great to be back on the road again. And his last Instagram post is fucking heart wrenching because he talks about how he feels like, I think that's what he texted his wife. Like, I feel 26 and alive again. Like, I love being on the road and doing stand-up again because I, I guess he had just started. And in that last Instagram post, it reflected that sentiment. He's like, I could do this shit forever. That idea, it's like, I feel so alive. I just love giving to the crowd. I feed off it. You know, I will just keep doing this shit basically until you kick me off the stage. Like, I am just thriving and I'm loving this right now. So that is something I wanted to oddly enough, leave you with because it is a time of chaos, but that, that I feel like is Bob Saget's little gift to us right now. Um, in this time of horror <laughs> is to really look around you, not to be cheesy, but to like, look around you and soak it all in and do what you love because he clearly just was like, and it's not fair. He had to go again, like why the good guys, but he was just eating it up and loving every minute of it. Um, but to sum this all up, you know, like 
why are things the way they are? Why do we constantly feel like things don't add up and we're living in a simulation? And I will say this to bring it funny enough of all places back to indeed, I will say this. We don't know. We don't know all the answers, right? But I will say sometimes things aren't exactly what they seem. So to bring it back to the indeed, here's the twist. I was all upset that I was getting censored, that Indeed thought I wasn't being sensitive, that I felt like personally attacked. It's like, Indeed. So what happens? I get an email explaining why, because I wrote them and I said, I am so frustrated and I'm taken back. It was professional. It was this, it was that. And I get an email back about my appeal, their decision to revoke my rights, okay, from a professional networking platform. And they say the reason why they took my profile down after all. It wasn't what I thought. It said, we couldn't find your connection to your company because I had put, you know, independent contractor, self-employed, something like that, you know, podcaster or whatever. So I was all beaten up over it. And in the end of the day, it actually wasn't why I thought. I know joke is on me. And so don't jump to conclusions like cannonball into them. Like Miley Cyrus, like I did with indeed and little by little people everywhere you look, everywhere you go, we are going to get through this together. And if you didn't catch, I was a full house reference. Okay. I will see you next time with David Yontef. We're going to keep surviving. We're going to keep thriving and we're going to keep probably getting canceled. So let's go.